0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. One of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Carrie. What's up, Terence? Will be along here in a little bit as well. Rest assured. Uh, but before he gets here, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause on Carrie wanting to talk about Monster Hunter Sunbreak mm-hmm. to talk about the other thing that I've been playing that has kept me from playing video games. Oh, and I have now gone headlong into the. Deep and terrifying world, Carrie, and this is relevant to your interests of tabletop role playing games.
1: Hey, investigating, you playing, you playing some dungeons and and or dragons. Uh, no,
0: I am not playing D D. That is not oh, that is not the preferred way to go. Um, I've been exploring these. So-
1: Jesus, no, what <laughs> I, I don't mean
0: it. I don't mean it yeah. like that. Uh, but I'm I'm I, I feel like like D D D seems like like the basic bitch game of the of the TTRPG <sighs> world. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like it's the one that everyone knows.
1: You're gonna be out here being like, "Oh no, I run on GURPS.
0: No, like, I don't run on GURPS. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a crazy person, and I. I generally don't like products that Steve Jackson Games uh, puts <laughs> out, for the most part. So, wow. uh, what's up, Terrence? Hello, can you? Yeah, good. we can hear you fine. What's up? Look! At, look! Look at those new fancy headphones no. you got rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Got
2: a camera and everything. Yeah. Got a whole new camera rig
0: and all this other shit. Nice. So I've I've been I've been dabbling in the TTRPGs. I've been reading a lot of core books because for some reason that's just how my brain works. And I've been also investigating the solo uh role playing space a little bit. I've started a solo campaign of uh Ironsworn Starforge, which has been really okay. fun. I've done a handful of sessions of that already, and that's been a pretty good time. Um they have a pretty robust system built for solo play in there with a lot of, like, different Oracle tables and things like that that you can roll on so that you're not just right making a story up in your head, right. <laughs> essentially, as you go. So, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, Diving into Blades in the Dark a little bit and would love to start a campaign of that at some point because that looks like a really dope game. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I have not been playing as maybe new games as well is because I keep – it's it's weird, like, you know, how I am. Like, I can't just, you know, dabble on the surface or just check out one thing. Like, I have to know everything there is to know when I, you know, start getting into stuff. So it's always been a curiosity for a little while. But, you know, when you don't have a regular group that does that sort of thing, it's difficult to find your way into it. Yeah. Except through odd means. So but that's uh, mm-hmm. that's been a good time. Um, so if any of you out there have any solo uh ttrpg experience uh i'd be curious to hear systems that you've been playing and things like that um but carrie obviously uh you've been playing hunting the monsters for the last uh
1: i have hunted so many fucking monsters uh yeah i've been playing the sunbreak expansion of monster hunter rise i am playing on pc rather than on switch but uh it's great uh this is This is everything I wanted out of this expansion, and then some. uh, The new area of um, Elgato is super cool. Um, The new NPCs are all super fun. Uh, It's great. Like the new monsters are cool because you have you have some you have some monsters that are like returning from other games, like uh, Gormagala, and then um, Espinas, uh, and uh, then you have your variants of things that were new for the vanilla version of rise. So you've got like pyre, Rachna Kadaki and blood orange Bisha 10 and stuff like that. And then you have like the totally new, like never before seen guys. Um, and those are also really cool. Everything's super fun. Um, the sort of storyline focuses on these, um, what are referred to as the three Lords, um, so you have, uh, Garangolm who's sort of, and it's all very horror inspired. So you have Golem who's very clearly based on like Frankenstein. And then you have Luna Garan who's very clearly based on werewolves. And then you have, um, Malzino who's the elder dragon of the trio and very clearly based on a vampire. So very, very fun aesthetics going on, um. All the master rank content is super fun, even when you're fighting master rank versions of stuff that you already fought in the vanilla version of the game. Because they do things that you won't necessarily see coming the first time you fight them. They have different move sets, um, so it sort of keeps you on your toes. But then you also have new access to different moves and new, um, like wire bug moves and whatnot it's just it's super fun i fucking love monster hunter (laughs) and i will be playing it probably as soon as we're done recording this show this evening but that's not the only thing i've been playing Uh, i was on a work trip this week and i downloaded a klonoa fantasy reverie series for switch because i wanted something simple and fun to play in the airport and play on the plane Um, so, and that's exactly what I got. It's super fun. Those games are super charming. Uh, if you haven't played the old Klonoa games, fantasy reverie series is a great place to start. Uh, especially since they do have like different difficulty modes that you can switch between, um, game looks great. Sounds great. Uh, Can't complain about that at all. I've just been playing the first Klonoa game, Door to Phantom Meal, and I'm literally at the final boss. So um, we'll see whatever next trip I end up on will probably be when I start to take on Klonoa 2. I've also been playing Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins.
0: Yeah. Still, still, me- still messing around <laughs> with that, huh?
1: Yeah, um, that game is bad, but it is also the hardest. I think I've laughed at any game in a long time. So, if you have the opportunity to play that game with uh, two friends, so that you can run the entire game in three person co op mode, that's how you should play that game. Uh, I would not recommend that game if you were just playing it by yourself. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> a couple of your buddies. That came out. Yeah, I also played the demo. I thought the demo was trash and I was correct. The game is not good. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It's not good. Um some of the combat mechanics are are kind of fun cuz you can sort of set two different classes mm-hmm. that you can just switch between on the fly um so you can like hit different combos and whatnot. So once you get the hang of that shit, that's sort of fun. Yeah, it's it's easily like It's probably the dumbest game I've ever played. Like, in terms of like, in, in terms of writing, I think it's dumber than like Kingdom Hearts. (laughs)
0: it's it's got to be less complicated at least
1: it is way less complicated than kingdom hearts but i do think it is inherently far dumber
0: yeah i I mean on the plus side like it's very clear what your goal is in that game considering that the the main protagonist says it like all the time it's like his main catchphrase gotta gotta kill chaos gotta Gotta go kill chaos (laughs)
1: It's yeah, a- I thought I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought people were, like, literally joking when they were, like, the main character at one point leaves in the middle of a cutscene while putting, like, a Limp Bizkit-style song on his MP3 player. That literally <laughs> happens. <laughs> like, a new NPC comes in and is, like, explaining her tragic backstory and he's just, like, bullshit. And then he clicks on Linkin Park and <laughs> walks away. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb dude
0: just remarking on uh on monster hunter it, it, it is quite striking to see like the uninterrupted string of bangers that capcom has been putting out and really it started with monster hunter world like that was the that was the game that really got the ball rolling on uh on them kind of turning around because they were in a bit of a rough spot if we recall back in the uh back in the, mid, yeah. the mid-teens uh, as it were, until yeah. the till, till world came out and uh actually I think actually Resident Evil Seven predated World slightly, I think. Did but it? Not, I think it might have. I think it might have.
1: Those I two th- both came out at like roughly the same time. Yeah, now, you might be right. Resident Evil Seven was two thousand seventeen. And, and I think World was Monster also twenty seventeen.
0: But Monster Hunter
1: it, World was January twenty
0: eighteen. Yeah. Oh, it was twenty eighteen. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some for some reason like that, and um, I thought that and Horizon came out simultaneously, and I know Horizon came out in twenty seventeen. So yeah, Um, but yeah, so very very cool to see them. And again, we you know we talked about Street Fighter six and our our uh, hype levels on the show for that should be pretty cool. Um, I can tell you the company that fucking no one is hyped for uh, is Ubisoft, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Um, So they they caused a bit of a kerfluffle. Uh, This week, let's say, uh, where they announced that from September 1st on. That is that older games and DLCs like Assassin's Creed, Liberation HD uh, would not be accessible on the Steam store. They put a warning up on the Steam page. Um, There's a couple other games that did it like, you know, Prince of Persia, Forgotten Sands and, you know, things of that nature. Uh, And people rightfully flipped a shit because this is like, this is the big thing that everyone's scared of with digital, you know, w- with digital license agreements is that like, you know, you don't actually own this game so they can decide, you know what, you're not able to play it anymore. And it was, the impression was given that even if you bought the game previously, even if you owned it previously, you couldn't, you couldn't download it from the store. And like I said, the, the, the internet lost their collective mind. Um, a lot of folks rightfully said, uh, look, if you want people to pirate games, uh, this is how people pirate games is. If you remove games from storefronts th- that people purchase, you're begging us to pirate games from you. Like, like you were basically waving the red flag and saying, you know what? Just Just have our games for free. No problem. So be it from public pressure or be it because they realized how clumsily worded uh, their their message on Steam was, Um, Ubisoft then put out an update saying, you know, oh, only DLCs and online features will be uh, affected by the upcoming decommissioning. Current owners of those games will still be able to access, play, or re-download them, and our teams are working with our partners to to update this information across all storefronts. I mean, it's still a problem if DLC is unavailable as well. Right. Like, like again, if people it doesn't have paid really, for that, yeah,
1: it doesn't one hundred percent solve the problem.
0: Doesn't solve the problem at all. Um, but I don't know what you guys think. But again, my, I, I you know me, I'm not a big pro pirating stance guy. It's never really been a thing that I've agreed with. But again, if you're gonna have these games that are available through these digital platforms exclusively and then companies just decide you know what just because we don't feel like supporting it anymore you lose access to it even though you gave us money and purchased this yeah uh, at that point the floodgates are open in, in 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 my in my eyes
2: it's kind of fucked up but uh, yeah uh is anyone going to go back to play Assassin's Creed Liberation? Well, again, this, the the game itself <laughs> I, I is not. What you're yeah, saying, it's, it's, like, it's, the, it's the principle it, it, of the thing. Depends. Depends.
0: <laughs> to me, it depends on the game.
2: Yeah, I get it. Like, I have games that I have downloaded that I'm, like, if they if they discontinued it to where I wouldn't be able to download it again, I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, because they're all digital. Mm-hmm. Um, was this
0: strictly digital? Well, this was on strictly, Steam, so. Could you, could you buy this game? Oh yeah, would, so yeah. yeah in game this game. in this case, it was that's digital only for sure. Yeah. Just because okay. it wasn't—that's pretty fucked up. But yeah. but again, yeah. it's Assassin's Creed <laughs> Liberation. <Who cares?
2: laughs> <laughs> but it's it's, just it's like, still it's, fucked up either way.
1: Yeah, it it sets a really bad precedent. I mean, this is the sort of thing where, um, like, I'm glad that they walked this back because this this sort of sets a really bad precedent for you know bigger titles down the line and whatnot, where it's like, oh well, this game is. 15 years old or whatever so we're not gonna give a shit anymore you know um this is the 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 lack of accessibility of being able to play games in a valid digital format is what drives two big things it drives one the secondary pricing of physical copies on you know on the secondary market these days this is why you know we have many Many older RPGs that cannot be easily accessed via whether it be Sony or um, Nintendo's online stories. Very difficult to find uh, physical copies. And as already mentioned, this is what drives people to just pirate these games. So.
2: Yeah. And I used to be a huge pirate
0: when I was younger. I mean, mean, Terrence, everyone in our Every
2: every, Dreamcast game.
0: We'll see, but efforts. but that's the thing. Like dream, so Dreamcast. Like when I bought a Dreamcast aftermarket, um, back in like mm. the late aughts, basically, um, yeah, I downloaded, you know, Dreamcast files because at that point, like no one's profiting from that. Like Sega's not making, like they're not I selling mean, Dreamcast. I games bought anymore. a Dreamcast on nine nine ninety
2: nine. Okay, <laughs> I bought it the <laughs> day it came out, and then and then it stopped. Like the game stopped coming out for it back in like two thousand. Three and I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, fuck that! I have high speed, quote unquote, high speed internet, (laughs) and I literally played them to every game on the Dreamcast. So, like, I wouldn't do that now. I just download movies.
0: I did, but 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 again, at that point, like, no one's profiting at that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they're not selling new games anymore, then it is what it is. Because then the only people being affected are those people on the secondary market. So at that point, like, it's it's it is it's whatever. Like, if I want to play Project Justice. Then yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking download you know a ROM somewhere and, and and do it that way. Like I remember that's what I had to do. Like I literally had to burn it onto uh, on burn it onto CDs to, to play on the Dreamcast. So like I it got to the point
2: where I would just, I uh, I had to import all my games and then I'm like yo this is very expensive
0: fuck that <laughs> and then I just started downloading because I'm like this is crazy yeah. So but uh, I will tell you what you should never pirate. And that is the fine shows uh, in the TNP studios network. And you don't have to pirate them because we give you most of them for free. Anyway, how, do, just like, how does that even work? Yeah. <laughs> most of them are free. Like we're like, we're like, we're the pirates stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Like, cause you can listen to the neuro apocalypse. You can listen to black and black cinema coming distractions, this show, dense pixels and the weekly preview episode of look forward for free. And then you're going to listen to that content. And you're going to be like, Holy shit. These guys are awesome, and I want to listen to more of what they what, what they do. And then we're going to say, all right, well, we gave you a taste. Now you got to open your wallets for the rest. Because that, that's only $5 a month or $50 for the whole year. And you can do that by going to densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, that gets you access to the shows that are exclusively premium, uh, which are The Aryan Grievances, No Time to Bleed, uh, Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and, of course, the full uh, episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. So if you want to hear – uh, what's turning into weekly uh, Herschel Walker slander uh, as as the Senate race in Georgia oh. is warming up? You gotta you gotta oh, get the boy. paid. You got you gotta listen to the full episode. Yeah, I'll look forward. Jay
2: sent me that clip uh, last <laughs> week, and like, look, there's still a part of me that is problematic. I didn't say it. I said it to myself. I'm not gonna say <laughs> it
0: on here. But, <laughs> I, but when I, I heard that clip, I'm I like, you wow.
2: Said. I'm pretty sure you know what I. Said. Yeah, I
0: know what you said.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. of yeah, course,
0: Lord. of course, if you want to, uh, kick it with us a little bit more, uh, you can go join our discard. That way you can hang out with us and all the folks that are also in the discord that are listeners. Or so, uh, by going to com slash fans, apparently I can't talk right now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and then of course, follow us on YouTube by going to YouTube. <laughs> youtube.com slash dense pixels. We put out our podcast and video format every week, uh, and make sure you like, and subscribe, when you're there as well, I can't talk so hard that I'm going to turn the news over uh, the game announced news to carry uh, to sure. guide us through what was a week of uh, some game announcements.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we had some some announcements happen this week. Uh, first up, uh, the much, much awaited, much demanded new skate uh, was previewed. Uh, EA and developer full circle have shared an 18 minute video that announced that this game sure is going to be an EA game. And by that mean, by that, I mean, um, it's going to be a free to play live service game. <laughs> uh, they're describing this as an authentic evolution of the series, which is bullshit. I mean, um, they have,
0: they have evolved it into modern day <laughs> consumer business practices.
1: God, I fucking hate that. <laughs> um, yep. They're saying, uh, so they're saying that by this being a free-to-play live service game, uh, they can listen to the players over time and put the features that the players want into it. That they'll be updating the game for years to come so that players can come back and discover new things. Uh, there will be a regular influx of new gameplay events and tweaks, new content releases and events, lots of seasonal drops. Uh, full cross-play and cross-progression across PC and consoles at launch, which is nice. Same features will also be included in the mobile release, which is still pretty early on in development and will come at a later date. Um, so they they said that they're taking their inspiration for monetization from games like Apex Legends, which means cosmetics and convenience. So cosmetics is one thing. Convenience is something else entirely. Yes. Uh, yeah, they said no that state will not be pay to win, but, but that players... Uh, that, and that players won't need to pay to unlock any <clears throat> gameplay elements early. Uh, and that there won't be any paid gameplay advantages. I don't think I really believe any of that. But uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, Terrence, a- does Apex have a like minute. paid XP boosters in it and stuff like that? No. Okay. No,
2: You, it's cosmetics and the season pass. Hmm. And then you can you pick up or you can pay for like, you know, like the loot boxes or whatever. Um, You pay money like 10 bucks for it. 10 of them. I don't know how many how much they cost to unlock other cosmetics, but there are no XP boosters. There's no XP in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so when they say convenience, there is nothing of convenience in Apex Legends. So what the fuck are they talking about? I
0: yeah. mean, I, I've, no, I've I've seen microtransactions it. gated behind convenience before. Um, the modern Assassin's Creed games all have XP boosters that you can purchase in those games. And Odyssey, right, but what well, but uh, so the, the way the way so that can negatively impact movies? things is they can just, you know, they can hide content behind grinding, essentially, and then just offer you way to save time. That's that's exactly what Odyssey did um, Where was like, hey, like I know, like you earn XP really slow and you have to grind all these side quests to progress the story. What if you could earn XP faster? You could just give us ten dollars and we'll give you double right. XP forever.
2: Yeah, I understand that, but like, what the fuck would XP be used for in a skating game? <laughs> oh, they'll
1: they'll, ha- they'll find some way to jam the experience bar. Unlocking yeah. super like, unlocking different tricks, unlocking boards that do things yeah, better, like, you know. Part. You know. Yeah. Because,
2: like, skate was, uh, like, supposed to be real skating, right? You used the, the the right stick to do, like, real, this is not Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not gonna be doing quadruple backflips off of, off of a ramp in this game. I mean, you can if you build a ramp big enough but i i don't
0: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a developer so whatever i i build think a lot i think there's out. i think there's a lot of folks that were really excited about this game that might have gotten their hopes yeah mildly because i like the first yeah three tweets
2: i enjoyed those games quite a bit um, a lot of people did i don't see myself like i don't no that's why i don't like that's why i'm not tripping too much off for not having a system right now because everything is just bullshit yeah not every game. Not every general.
0: game needs to be a live video service action. game. Like we need more right, non live services. Yeah.
1: So okay, fucking yep,
2: it's be a live service game. Cute.
1: Yes, cute indeed. Um, <laughs> also, things that could be cute. Nintendo is purchasing Dynamo Pictures, which is a visual production company out of Tokyo, focused on CG animation and motion capture. Uh, they announced this plan earlier today, saying that they would change the company's name to Nintendo Pictures after the deal closes, which is expected to happen in October. Now, Dynamo uh, has a pretty significant resume uh, behind it already, both in animation as well as in video games. Uh, they have worked on television projects such as Yuri on Ice, as well as games like Near Replicant version 1.22 fucking whatever and Death Stranding. <laughs> Uh, they've also previously worked with Nintendo on the Pikmin <coughs> Short Movies series. Uh, the intent of this acquisition is to strengthen the planning and production structure of visual content in the Nintendo group and focus on visual content utilizing Nintendo IP, which is really vague um, and probably purposefully so. I'm sure because they don't want to say, we're doing movies. Um, it could mean that they're doing movies. It could mean they're doing miniseries or short films or television shows. It could be any number of things. So, um, yeah, More to just come. an interesting little tidbit of news.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see like, uh, I, I'm not a game developer, so I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of game development. Um, I don't know how tricky it is to animate in video games. Uh, I know a lot of studios do outsource that work. Um, to other companies if they don't have anyone in-house that's really got a knack for that so having a studio in-house that specializes in animation can streamline a lot of work potentially for a lot of folks under your umbrella um, that are developing games as well and make it so that you don't have to find you know individual game animators for every project that you have working going on so that could be it or they could be making movies who the fuck is yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't
1: surprise me if they look at the success of um, animated shows like Castlevania as much as they're looking at the success of things like the Sonic the Hedgehog films and being mm-hmm. like, you know, we we could do that. Like, you know, uh, so we'll see. Um, also, I do want to I do want to dip a toe into the post office already early on the show oh, fine. since uh, our, our good friend Cam asked uh nintendo is purchasing a movie studio it seems what is your dream movie i'm assuming he means dream nintendo ip film
0: oh my god i I mean go go ahead and say it because we already know where you're going with this
1: you would expect me to say golden sun i I think i would actually prefer to see like a uh you know one of the older uh zelda titles Hmm. But not adapted as like a film. I don't think you could do any of them as like a film. I feel like, you know, if you were to do something like Link's Awakening or or Link to the Past, which again don't have particularly strong plots, I think even then you would still want to do them as like a mini series.
0: Yeah. I will graciously give my pick to Fire Emblem. Because
1: Ooh. I don't care
0: about a Fire Emblem movie, <laughs> but I know many of you would.
1: <laughs> wow
0: so my benevolence will extend to you to give you what you all would desire and that is a Fire Emblem movie of some kind which you all would enjoy and to you I say you're welcome
1: Fire Emblem I think would be almost again better served by like a mini series because there's so much like political drama in that but yeah Terrence what you got Yes, I don't Metroid, right. Metroid right. is the oh, yeah. good answer. Yeah, like, I don't really that's, get a a, that's a good answer. <laughs> like, Metroid
2: seems... which seem, like yeah. <laughs> like, seem like it
0: was dope. Yeah. I use lo- loosely based like on Alien so to begin with, so...
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Absolutely makes
0: um, sense. Right, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Word. Three great Word. choices. You're welcome, Internet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, in other good Nintendo news... We finally have news on when Bayonetta three is coming out. Uh, I like the sub t- the subhead on this. It's Look, just Nintendo Witch. I, How excited are you, Terrence?
2: <laughs> I don't have a Switch, <laughs> but this oh, when well, I saw the trailer, I'm like, this makes me want to buy a Switch. It
1: right. does because
2: I I like I like Bayonetta. I never played the second one. I love the first one. Um, yeah, this looks dope. As, as, as i've, he, I've told, told you before but one a
1: on fun. switch now too <laughs> but he he's never had a switch yeah i know That's but like time. you like now that like now no, that I you'll be buying I've a never, switch for bayonetta 3 you'll, you can play <laughs> all three games on the switch
0: possibly yeah <laughs> it comes out in september
1: right uh, october 28th october.
0: terrence I, I said it before and i'll say it again i i think oh. you would genuinely enjoy having a nintendo switch at this point i think you would I, I feel like do. I would because yeah. I I
2: play so many fucking uh, yeah, like I play so many um
0: what are they indie games yeah that uh, it would be perfect for me indie yeah, games a lot and and all and all the like great Switch games that you haven't gotten a chance to play because you never had it like you could dabble in Mario Odyssey you could dabble in Breath of the Wild all that good stuff yeah.
1: Metroid Dread like Metroid Dread
0: was I don't great
2: Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild, oh. of
0: the Wild doesn't look fun.
1: Well,
2: everyone says it's great, but it doesn't look fun to me. Like, no,
1: you're (laughs) entitled to your opinion, and I'm simply going to move on. Uh...
0: (laughs) I like, so I like, I like with Bayonetta three, they they put a special mode into the game that they're basically insinuating they have a special mode that covers up Bayonetta uh, when she's like comboing because you know, like, like her hair is her outfit basically, like that's the whole gimmick there, Um, and they it's basically just the mode that like. If your partner walks into the room while you're playing it, you're like non-gaming oriented partner. They don't think you're a fucking sicko for like playing this game with this half naked woman <laughs> walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I found that pretty amusing. I don't I don't remember what they called it. Like they called it something much less uh much less inflammatory.
1: Uh demon masquerade.
0: Ah. There you go.
1: So, yeah, uh, the way that I found out about the Bayonetta 3 news is that uh, I have some friends who follow this, like, long running gag account called the Daily Status of Bayonetta 3 or (laughs) Daily Bayonetta, where every single day they post the same, like, image of Bayonetta and what's her name, Jean Mm -hmm. uh, at, uh, at, like, a news desk. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there is no news. (laughs) And then it was like, you know yesterday it was there is news <laughs> <laughs> which they
0: probably they probably had that image in their back pocket for uh, oh, sure a couple yeah. of years at this point just waiting yeah, waiting to use it
1: it's pretty funny um so good good for the bayonetta fans and uh yeah good good for them there's there's going to be a special edition release of the game called the trinity masquerade edition um which comes with a 200 page art book and title sheets for the entire trilogy um there will be a physical launch of the original bayonetta on switch on september 30th so if you want to um,
0: oh that's right because when they put out bayonetta 2 on switch it was bayonetta 1 and 2 but one was digital code code. only Yeah, yeah that's right
1: so now you can have all three games on cart um this fall so Uh, Also, quick side note on Nintendo news. Uh, They also announced Kirby's Dream Buffet, which will be an eShop exclusive uh, downloadable game, uh, which allows four players to roll around as different colored Kirby's. Um, It's like someone described it as Kirby Fall Guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's free, I think. So why not? There you go.
0: I've not gone back to Fall Guys since they made it free to play because I definitely downloaded it on my Switch, but I have not uh, have not fired it up yet to check that out. But I I, I remember like we were like like me, you, and Michael were all Terrence, me, you, and Michael were all playing that shit like hardcore for a solid couple weeks <laughs> when, when, when Fall Guys yeah, first came I out played it for good two three weeks, and then yeah, I was
2: like, there's nothing. and I I haven't played it since they've released a whole bunch of new games.
0: I mean, on new uh, events and shit like that, yeah. it got old. Like I said, it was it was a fun zeitgeist to be a part of. Um, you know what else is a fun zeitgeist? Prime Day. Oh, but it's over. Like it is you, missed, over. you missed. Wow. It. You missed. Thank
1: it. God, because <laughs> I was getting real sick of seeing those ads. <laughs> anyway.
0: So we, uh, I, 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 I just hope from the bottom of my heart, though, that when all of you were making your Prime Day purchases, when you were buying your hundred sixty nine dollar. Uh, AirPods Pro and getting saving money on your TVs and whatnot uh, that you use our Amazon link, densepixels.com slash Amazon, because you paid the same low Prime Day price, but you kicked a little bit of dollars to your friends at Dense Pixels, which is always uh, great for us because uh, hosting a podcast professionally costs money, like to get these this fancy equipment and hosting fees and all that stuff. So, again, densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, the link still works. It's not, it wasn't a Prime Day exclusive uh, like all those fleeting sales that passed you by. Uh, so continue to use our link whenever you shop uh, in Bezosland. land. Uh, now let's make a hard shift into really fucking serious news. So those of you uh, who follow the news um, may be aware that last week, uh, former Japanese Prime Minister uh, Shinzo Abe was assassinated. Um, at a, at a rally event that he, that he did. And, uh, the suspect was, uh, captured at the scene because they just stood there and, you know, allowed themselves to be captured. Um, but if you're wondering what tie in this has to video games, um, it's in a very bizarre fashion. So somehow in the reporting of this news, I don't know where it originated. But when circulating images of the suspected shooter, a lot of news stations – or not news stations, but like a lot of people on Twitter circulated the photograph of Hideo Kojima, identifying him – not Kojima himself, but saying that this guy in this picture is was, was the Abe killer.
1: Right.
0: And it even got pickup up on a Greek like news a Greek, station. A,
1: yeah. a Greek and a French – like a French politician, yes, uh, who then apologized about it at least, but
0: yeah, but yeah. not 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 before, you know, doing no diligence whatsoever to check to make sure that his facts were straight before.
1: People on her. the internet? Politicians <laughs> yeah, on Twitter I, doing I, I know, due but diligence before tweeting bullshit? Wow. Uh.
0: But this is a pretty big fucking deal. Like, this isn't just a, a, a small case of mistaken identity. Like, like there were people out there that literally said, like, this guy, who is Hideo Kojima in the picture, murdered the Japanese prime minister. Fucking shot yeah. him in the middle of the street. Like, that. that is a... That is a that's not, uh,
1: that's not something you can just be like, oopsie doodle, my be about. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like that. That that's like that's like hardcore grounds for serious libel Um, to the point that Kojima Productions put out a statement God, saying they fucking yeah, serious. Yeah. Oh, he was mad. Um, And this statement se- tells he is mad because it says that he, they strongly <laughs> condemn the spread of fake news and rumors that convey false information. We do not tolerate such libel and will consider taking legal action in some cases, some people are going to get fucking sued by Kojima and rightfully so. And they
1: earned it. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's just like I said, of all the things on my bingo card. First of all, a Japanese politician getting killed in Japan with a getting firearm. Getting
1: assassinated in right, like is, public. Yeah. Would not wild. have been
0: at the top of the list. And then somehow wild. Hideo Kojima getting wrapped up in into this in, <laughs> yeah. in the weirdest fashion possible.
1: That was not on my bingo card. no,
0: yeah, So I'm glad the record got corrected really quickly. It's also quite ironic that kojima of of anybody was implicated falsely in this because of like right. the crazy lines and conspiracies that he has running through a lot of his different games and stuff like that. So yeah. it just it just it's just, you know, funny that he finds himself in an actual uh, conspiracy um, though the wrongly as we said, as we uh, mentioned on the show. Um, so that takes the post office. Another hard, hard turn. One
1: moment. Oh, before moment, we get Brad. there, we forgot to touch on this week's new releases.
0: Oh, you're right. We did. Well, by so, all means, please.
1: I'll, I'll go right ahead. Garden story dropped on Xbox earlier this week, as did time on frog Island, which released on PlayStation, Xbox, switch and PC uh, loop mancer released uh escape academy came out today on ps5 xbox uh or playstation xbox and pc and i'm hearing a lot of really good things Mm -hmm. about that it's on game pass as well yeah i'm hoping to i'm hoping to check that out uh also this week eyes in the dark the curious case of one victoria bloom arrives on pc and rune factory 5 which already had i believe a switch and a playstation release finally hits steam on pc so if you are a rune factory fan uh congratulations you can now play it on steam very good and now we go to the post office
0: yeah and 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 Terence this one this one's honestly for you because because this is speaking your language uh daniel has decided to learn how to play fighting games uh because street fighter 6 has piqued his interest um he kind of fell off of street fighter 5 because he couldn't get the button combinations <laughs> down right uh right now he's trying marvelous capcom Three. But he wants to know: Are there any tips that helped you learn how to play fighting games when you first started out? <laughs>
2: any tips? Yeah, I first started playing fighting games in the arcade, uh, so getting the, the the shit kicked out of me is my tip for you. Like <laughs> I don't, like I don't, I don't really have a. a I'm trying to. Look, I'm trying to think. Uh, practice mode. Yeah, just learn the systems of the game because um, every game has a practice mode now. But like, yeah, me learning fighting games was me going to the arcade every weekend and getting my ass kicked um, until I got better. Um, but yeah, now it's practice mode. Yeah. Um, and w- jump online.
0: Jump online. Like, I would also, I would also recommend. It,
2: it, actually, the other thing is jump online, but get get the game, get the game when it first comes out
0: <laughs> because if you get it three months
2: later. <laughs> You're gonna throw it against the wall.
0: Yeah, all all all, all that's gonna be online at that point is the uh, the serious the serious players. The cat the casuals drop off at that point. Yeah. I yeah. I would also say, especially when it comes to games like Street Fighter, uh, but really, and this is true of any fighting game. Um, try to learn one style of character first, because there's usually a lot of styles. Uh, In that game, as far as like the different inputs that they use, because like there are grapple characters, there are, you know, directional input characters, there's charge characters, things of that nature. So I would try to stick and learn one style, like pick, figure out the style that best suits you, um, and go from there. Because Daniel, Daniel goes on to talk about like he, you know, has ever has trouble with any, with like the, you know, Dragon Punch input and stuff like that. Uh everyone did, Daniel, when we first started out, like none of us could do forward, down, down, mm-hmm. forward, like easily. Yeah. Um, but it's just you build muscle memory, just like Terrence mentioned through practicing, um, things of that nature. Also, um, don't get obsessed uh with learning with being proficient with just special moves, because most of fighting games are learning how to use your normals. Um, as effectively as possible and linking them into specials not just leading with special moves usually special moves without a combo are usually just a um like a distancing tactic in a lot of cases um in in a lot of fighting games so like learn learn your normals learn learn our enders yeah yeah learn learn your normals learn kind of like where the hit boxes are um on different characters so that you can that you can plan around that as well. So, um, sticking in the fighting game realm, uh, Johnny says uh, there's a there's a big discourse uh, in fighting games where frame data uh, is key. Um, and you know, Punk come, came out and basically put out a tweet that says uh, frame data ruins fighting games. It's way more exciting and fun when people don't actually know the numbers and just play by feel and raw knowledge. Uh, does he have a point is it more fun when we don't you know micro analyze every single uh, frame and input in these fighting games
2: i don't look at frame data i play like punk does i play like feel mm-hmm. um and when i'm playing online like i'll do i'll do like long sets with people if they're better than me like i'll just do really long sets with people to try to figure out what they're doing because everyone play, plays a, a different way right um and you learn someone's style a lot of games has counters to to their style but like frame data is for people that want to win money you know they want to win they want to win the ten thousand dollar grand prize in a uh, tournament and they'll just, they'll just sit there for hours learning frame data. Because you have to know the frame data for every character if you want mm-hmm. to be good. Uh, but I just play for fun. I mean, I'm pretty good, but I just play just to have fun. And I like to win, so I get mad when I lose. <laughs> but yeah, I don't <laughs> think it ruins it. Um, but if he doesn't look at frame data and he's still winning tournaments, yo, that dude's a beast. Yeah, uh, He's funny, but Punk is a beast. <laughs> he's really good. He just got that innate ability, kind of like um, what's the other cat? Um, what's his name? The, the the furry dude that oh fox. sonic
0: sonic fox What's
2: his yeah. name? sonic fox sonic
0: fox yeah yeah uh, those two are like young cat but they're really good yeah not not having frame data um or or, or like bemoaning it um kind of like reminds me of the old baseball people who were like really upset when advanced analytics became more of the game and it's like if you if you have statistics that give you an edge if that's how you learn if that's how you process information it's valid like the the shit's there like and and, and like even if you didn't know it like even if it wasn't produced by the companies like what the fr- what the frames were for each move and stuff like that like you could still figure it out if you wanted to <coughs> like if you were that serious about mm-hmm. it so like the fact that it's out there um yeah. it's it's just another tool in the tool belt and if you use it great and if you don't then hopefully you're really good and if you're really good then you know you can still do what you got to do but that but just you know right. it's fine that it's there i don't i don't see But most like fighting games
2: have the frame data in practice mode yeah i know i think tekken does or did you have to pay for that i can't remember i think one of
0: those games you had to like pay for frame data was fucking ridiculous i think it was tekken yeah i'm saying yeah So, But that's kind of my point, though. If you're going to have a tool like that, better to make it available for everyone to use rather than only the people who have the means to figure out. Yeah, everyone can use it. Yeah, what it is. So, Or not use it if if they don't feel like it. Um, Brendan asks, what is the holy grail in your video game collection? And if you don't have it, what is the one major thing you're trying to hunt down? So I feel like with me and Terrence, we're probably not going to have too much here because I stopped collecting games a while ago. And I don't know if Terrence ever did (laughs) to begin with. Um, I know for me, it was my you know. I copy. I don't know no, the old shit, except my analysts, I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is more catered to carry the uh, the gaming story. I, I guess,
1: story. and I'm not even that seriously like invested in collecting because I simply just don't like have the money of it. Um,
0: yeah, not now, especially Christ with the. No, the
1: I mean going. like, I I have complete in box copies if not sealed copies of um all three golden sun games uh including japanese copies so like i'm set on the golden sun front um i think the the only thing at this point that like i want in my golden sun collection that i've literally never been able to find isn't even a game it's a small tabletop standee that was uh, made to promote uh, Golden Sun the Lost Age and it's super cool looking it has like the box art with like this hollow foil finish on it um and I've seen it pop up a couple of times on eBay and I've either not had the money or been outbid at the very last second um so that's sort of my gaming related holy grail as far as a game itself I'm I'm set on what I own at this point um I'm fortunate to not really be super invested in uh, like SNES or uh, N64 collecting because both of those have become prohibitively expensive uh, on the SNES front. Like I the the one SNES card that I like really sort of want is Harvest Moon and that's turned into like a $400 cartridge which sucks Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't consider that a holy grail that's just sort of like it would be nice to have this at some point I'm hoping that gets thrown on Switch Online at some point so that I don't really have to worry about it or as we've discussed Super Nintendo games are very easy to pirate so I can play it whenever the fuck I want on an emulator so not that press
0: (laughs) Uh, Soul D Void asks: Switch is awesome, but not a pocket handheld. Which pocket handheld should make a resurgence or an update? Or is there something out there that you currently like? Uh, first of all, you can absolutely fit a switch in a pocket.
1: I was gonna. Well, maybe not women's jeans. No, not yes, women's jeans. <laughs>
0: but 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 a, but a man's pocket. Uh, it can. Sir, I I have <laughs> definitely put a switch uh into my jean pocket before. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a tight fit, but it does. Especially
1: put- like a switch light. I would consider I a switch, switch light. My
0: pocket. Say
1: again
0: yeah um but pocket handheld gaming research your pockets
1: are big enough. yeah
0: <laughs> i don't i mean i don't know like i feel like that the switch is the switch and like the steam deck are like the pinnacles right now until something even cooler comes along um, honestly
1: i i think if we're talking like small perfectly portable little handheld machine the game boy micro was where it was at like
0: why are you why are you the way that you are?
1: <laughs> it was a Game Boy Advance, but like backlit and just delightful and you could play the entire GBA library on here's,
0: it. Here's the thing. I don't yeah. think I could play a Game Boy Advance SP anymore because I'm an old man now. The screen's yeah. too small. Like I can't I can't <laughs> deal I can't deal with this like two and a half inch square screen
1: That's anymore. Fair.
0: Like give give a me look. Give me my five and a half inch or however big the switch screen is.
1: Yeah. Soul void also asks, what's the best pizza topping? It's pepperoni. Yeah, it's pepperoni.
0: Come on, sausage. Jared.
1: Sausage. Just, yeah. just, just,
0: just to be a contrarian. <laughs> just to be a contrarian. <laughs> no, I like sausage. I do too, I like but it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't be pepperoni. Sauce. I'm oh,
1: sliced like, Italian
2: like
1: a, 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 as opposed to like does. the crumbly bullshit that usually yeah. ends yeah. up from the office.
2: They don't put they don't put the crumbled
0: bullshit sausage on there. That's the <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will uh, end with Anthony, who asks, "What is your favorite command input? Uh, a Mortal Kombat finisher, Akuma's Raging Demon, etc." What what's what say you? What say you, Carrie?
1: I don't fucking know. <laughs> Oh, names. I don't know command inputs. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I I can tell you. That are they talking the, about like finishers or what we
1: whatever? About? Whatever. Um,
2: a fireball because it's the easiest. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what.
0: I mean the fi- the fireball <laughs> has has had the most um. Uh, transition outside of the fighting games basically. Like we've seen we've seen the fireball input the quarter circle input in many games many action games since then um, I yeah. I like the the Zangief uh, full circle spinning pile driver input just because I was never able to do one on a d-pad when I was a kid um, and now I can and that makes me feel <laughs> really good so that is that is my answer you had to, always had to double up like yes. you have to jump and then do it yes that's how you get it. Yeah, there's, it's, it, there's, there's some crafty stuff. I'll tell you what, Terrence, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the Hitbox controller that's out there now, but I'm really interested to, like, play with one to see if it's, if, if it's something you can get used to. I have no clue how the fuck that thing works.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen people use it. It's just buttons. Yeah, it's just, so just, just buttons instead get, of it for inputs. I have no clue at it. I don't know.
0: I want to try it though, like yeah. like I, like, I want to see like because because yeah. apparently they have like all sorts of like shortcuts and stuff like that that you can do with the di- with the directional inputs, um because obviously like you can't do smooth smooth inputs so like they they built it in because like like if you hold like left and right at the same time like mm-hmm. that's a neutral input on the system so like you can like uh, it's weird like I I read up on it and it looks interesting enough that I want to try,
1: yeah.
0: so, but uh that is I have to rewire my entire brain yes to play with that <laughs> yes you would. Yes, you would. Uh, but that is uh, – that's our show this week. So thank you guys for watching and listening. Again, if you want to submit questions to us and we'll answer them on the show, you can go to denspixels.com slash fans to join our Discord. Uh, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download Fine Podcasts, as well as all the other shows in the TNP network. Uh, don't forget to go to youtube.com slash Subscribe to us there as well. You can also go to twitch.tv slash dense pixels and follow us all on Twitch. I am dense pixels, Brad Terrence is apparition four ten, and Carrie. is up. It's Carrie. And uh, that's a show. It's a show for this week. Uh, Again, thank you guys for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time.
2: See you. Take it easy.